hit wreck. Oh, baby. Cool. I'm wrecking. Should we do the... We'll do the pizza. We'll one, two, we three, pizza. S- <laughs> you ready? It's our, it's our, it's our ritual. It reminds me of my 12th birthday. <laughs> okay, here we go. Ready? Okay. One. One. Two. Two. Three. Three. Pizza. Pizza. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That brought me right back to like being on a disabled camp. <laughs> <laughs> Boys and girls, you've been waiting all weekend for this. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Dougie from Pizza Hut's just arrived. <laughs> We've flown him all the way from the Gold Coast. <laughs> You know him as the lovable blonde-haired pizza delivery man from Pizza Hut. <laughs> that was that was kind of when there were like intense price wars between Hut and Haven. Yeah, oh, you remember Haven? See, yeah. see, I was back in Adelaide recently, and I was trying to tell all these Pizza Haven stories because I got loads of them. They're pretty much, <laughs> pretty much my go-to anecdote. Yeah, and none of the kids had any idea what I was talking about. Uh, even, really? even I reckon cousins of mine that were maybe 10, only 10 years younger, just had no idea what Pizza Haven was. Wow. And I said, but that's what all of my best adventures happened, yeah. happened around Pizza Haven. Don't you guys remember the Pizza Wars? I don't have any hot stories. I've got just Haven's Tales. They said, oh, old Unky Holbag, can you tell us a few Pizza Hut <laughs> stories? And I said, come on, just remember Pizza Haven. It was better. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the main rival to the, to the hut, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because we didn't get Domino's for ages. And I no. remember being super excited when we did get Domino's because mm. Domino's is the pizza that they get in the first Ninja Turtles movie. So mm. I'd been waiting for years because I wanted that famous scene when Michelangelo and one of the other ones... Yeah. They're down in the sewer and they say, let's pick up the pizza that we've ordered. And then a man arrives on a scooter <laughs> with a pizza and yeah. he can't find the address. And the reason mm. he can't find it, for anyone that hasn't seen the film, is because they've they've given him an address, but they're not in the building. They're in the sewer. And so, oh. so then he arrives and he says, is this, oh, I don't know where the pizza goes. And then he hears from the drain, hey, <laughs> hey, delivery boy, it's us, the Ninja Turtles. We're the ones who ordered the pizza. We're the ones waiting down here for that hot pepperoni pizza. <laughs> pretty sure I'm remembering sure remem- from the script. Pretty sure I'm remembering it correctly. <laughs> Hey there. <laughs> hey there, man from Domino's. I hope that you're able to get us the pizza down here because we're in the drain. I think you heard a poorly translated, you watched a poorly translated version of it. They say to him, um, "Will the pe- we are the drain reptiles <laughs> and we're ready for our treat. <laughs> they, said, they, said, they said, don't ask too many questions, but we're half teenage boys. <laughs> Half turtles. <laughs> we live down here with a rat man and we love a pizza. Will you pass will you please pass it down? So the movie so that the movie can start. Um and they slide it down the grate. And, and then just, is let, that me, where he just says, let me finish the pizza. Bit. No, you you I think you're gonna do it. You knew the bit. Pizza dude's got thirty That's seconds. Is that right. what he says? 
They're waiting for that pizza. And Michelangelo says, pizza dudes got 30 seconds. Because they had a guarantee. Yeah, exactly, because they had a guarantee. And then when Domino's came to Australia, I begged my mum to let me hide in the sewer and order a pizza. I begged her. (laughs) (laughs) I'd been waiting all this time and I said... I said, Mum, just let I know how to get in. There's a storm drain about ten minutes from here. Just let me climb in. <laughs> and I just I put thought, on you're gonna say you did and then got septic shock from eating <laughs> sewage pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just I put on green tracksuit pants and a green top and I took my dad's orange tie and I cut two holes in it and wrapped it around my head. <laughs> and then I hopped in the storm drain. <laughs> This was this was last year when you were back in Adelaide. <laughs> uh, screaming, screaming. I've made a terrible mistake. Get me out. The, the water's rising. When I was doing the keto diet pretty religiously last year, this wasn't really a healthy option, but it was in keeping with my diet. We would, at that stage, we were traveling up and back to the country because that's where we were in lockdown in the country. And, you know, you get on the highway, you stop at the McDonald's. It's kind of a nice treat, but I couldn't eat carbs. So I just got them to give me, which they're apparently quite accustomed to doing. And I was reading that this is a thing you can do. So I did it. You can just go to McDonald's and say, give me the double cheeseburger or whatever with no bun. And then you just get like a little stack of meat and cheese and lettuce and just deconstructed burger. you eat it with your hand? Uh, I think I probably did eat it with my hands, yeah. And then just, you know, extra serviettes. I just put my face directly into the box, I think. (laughs) You just put your face towards the box. (laughs) I said to the the guy at the drive-thru, is it this? And just plunged my face into the box. I'm just, I've just come on to keto. So it, is this right? You started, um, you just ate, ate it through the box and said, is this right? <laughs> <laughs> the box is the bun now, right? <laughs> does, it, does cardboard doesn't kick me out of ketosis, right? <laughs> I recently watched Grizzly Man, the Werner Herzog documentary, which it's about this guy, Timothy Treadwell, who's a very sort of eccentric character who had a slightly troubled life and then at a certain point got really into nature conservation and particularly into bears and he spent about 13 years where he'd spend a few months of every year in a nature reserve in Alaska and National Park basically hanging out with the bears and he got probably as close to them and for for as long as anyone's ever gotten it's quite incredible his sort of fearlessness and his interactions with them but eventually the inevitable happens and he gets killed by a bear. And it's kind of about his life and when he died, he had 
hundreds of hours of unedited footage and bits and pieces that he'd recorded left behind, which Herzog kind of goes through and assembles into a documentary, which he sort of intersperses with his own reflections on his life. There's a famous scene in it where he listens to the of the guy and his girlfriend basically being eaten by this bear. Holy shit. So the, so the guy was making, I mean, he was constantly on his camera making footage and even, you know, up until a few, a matter of minutes before he got attacked. And then he had it recording, but the lens cap, he may have even started recording oh, okay. when he realized there was a bear really nearby, but the lens cap didn't come off because there was no time to do that. So all you've got is this kind of, blank screen and a recording, which you don't get to hear because it's apparently just horrible. It's just like Herzog with one of the surviving friends of this guy looking looking really sort of ashen-faced listening to this audio and then he just says to her, you can never listen to the audio. Then Herzog says, we've done a a remix of this for the credits. (laughs) (laughs) They... They say we've softened it up with some boings and <laughs> and amusing sound effects. <laughs> we think it's important to listen to, but it is quite troubling if it's as was recorded. So we've added some goofy sound effects. <laughs> some vintage honky horns. <laughs> Aruga! Aruga! <laughs> Have you had Subway? Have you had Subway recently? I have not had it for years. No, I think the last time I had it was about 2012. I got a new job in a place that was right near a Subway, so I used to go there occasionally. I, I do remember the cookies being particularly good, and that was in a time where yeah, that was kind of a foreign American thing to have these giant cookies, chewy, yeah, and like that sort of half cooked dough was yeah, was good. that's right. I remember one time I went at the end of the I went at the end of the day and ordered. Mm. I was I said, "Oh, can I have one cookie?" And the girl just said, well, "You can just have all of them because it's the end of the day." Mm. And she gave me thousands and thousands <laughs> of cookies. <laughs> and I, had to, I had to eat them. <laughs> just you just opened your boot, and she just shoveled co- cookie after cookie she, in there. She just pushed a chute out from the back window. And the shoot just went directly <laughs> in, <laughs> into, the, into the passenger side window. And, she, and then she just went, double chocks coming through. And she pulled, pulled a lever down and just dumped thousands of chewy, chewy Subway cookies into my 1985 Ford Meteor. All the, all the axles couldn't take the weight. <laughs> There's all sparks flying out, but it was worth it. <laughs> you, get, you had to get towed. And I didn't have to. I didn't have to eat anything else for a year. I just would. <laughs> for breakfast, I would just crumble cookies into my cereal bowl with milk. Mm-mm. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
in Australia, when we were 11 or 12 years old, this bus would come to the school and it was a kind of adult education, life advice. What would you call it? Mm. Did it have a name? Uh, I don't think so. But yeah, it was a, but all I remember is a, is a, a van, like a caravan almost that pulled up at the school and it had a, it had kind of cool graffiti on the side that said like ban smoking dudes or that's, something. That's, that's right. It was called something like the life education bus and you're right, mm. it showed up and it had all, it was meant to be youthy with graffiti and stuff on it and you'd go mm. in and it was meant to educate you to be a disciplined and well-rounded and moralistic person as you yeah. grew grew into a young man at that stage because it was an all boys school. And I hadn't remembered this, but you remembered that they had a particular technique for dealing with peer pressure when you were being <laughs> offered drugs, which yeah. apparently was something that would inevitably happen. Uh, for the record, that never happened to me in high school. <laughs> I had absolutely no experience where somebody came up to me and said, would you like to take some drugs? Yeah. I would have happily taken them. <laughs> it was much harder than that for me to get drugs. But their suggested technique for dealing with peer pressure, they made it very simple and it was called the no-so-shrug <laughs> technique. And can you just inform the listeners about how the no-so-shrug technique worked, John? Yeah, so, yeah, let's do a role play. Let's do a role play. Let's change gears. Okay, so I'll be a nasty <laughs> drug baron. We're at a birthday party together. It's a te- it's your 10th birthday and you've got ice cream cake and pizza. Yeah. And I'm I'm one of the cool kids at the school. And, uh, I'm wearing a Someone invited a the local dealer. <laughs> I'm I'm a cool kid. I've got a leather jacket on and all the girls say Alex is the coolest guy at the school. Yeah. And I'm smoking. And already I'm probably smoking a cigarette. And then I, <laughs> people see me smoking a cigarette and they're like, man, that's cool. I wish I could be cool. And I walk up over to you and I give you a high five and I, yeah. and I pull, you, pull you in close and we pat each other on the back. Yeah. And then I say, man, I really feel like, I feel like I'm one of the in crowd now. Everybody's gathering around. Everybody's gathering around now and they're like, look. Peer pressure is really mounting. Yeah. Everybody at the party, they've they've taken their plates, their paper plates with pizza, their cups full <laughs> of icy cold Pepsi and they're walking over to me, Slick Owl and you, T-Bones Malones, and they think, wow, this is, a, <laughs> this is the pairing that I've been waiting for. These are two of my favorite people. Uh, yeah. T-Bones, I would say, is a little bit less cool right now as yeah. a, as as Slick Owl with his cigarettes. He's got to prove himself. But uh, let's just see where this goes. Everybody mm. comes over and then I say to you, T-Bone Malone's, I've got something you're going to really like. It's a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And then I say, would you like to smoke a cigarette? And what do you say? No. <laughs> And then there's an audible gasp in the room. There's an audible gasp. I'm not going to let that be the end of this. I I really want yeah. you to be a smoker like me. So you go, you go no, and then yeah. I go, hey, but smoking is cool. And then you say, so 
the ultimate repost. And then I present because this is a because this is a three step process. Because it's a three step process. Um, one assumes that I then say again, "Hey, didn't you hear me the first time? Fuckface, smoking's cool. Have a cigarette." And then what do you do as your last step? Uh, you can't see me doing this, but I shrug. Right. So <laughs> I shrugged. And that's how you deal with peer pressure whilst maintaining your cool. Presumably, all the kids who gathered around with paper plates of double pepperoni <laughs> pizza and icy cold <laughs> cups of Pepsi, they're now going, whoa, John just totally, just totally yeah. whipped that situation around. And now just turned he, it on its head. Turned it on its head. I'm suddenly looking like a fool. I've been no so shrugged. Everybody's <laughs> high fiving you and patting you on the back. They they strip me of the leather jacket and they're putting it on you. Yeah. And they're everybody's everybody who had cigarettes in their hands who were about to light up once you had. Yeah. They're putting the cigarettes. They're throwing the cigarettes on the ground, and. <laughs> I'm I'm sure they must have had kind of extremely naff instructional demonstrations of how this was meant to play out. Yeah. You know, with child actors at a party. Yeah, much like we just did then. Yeah, not as good, but and I loved it because firstly, I think as any linguistics professor could tell you, there are there are infinite ways that a conversation can unfold and providing a child with three stock responses <laughs> is not is not going to even get close to covering the range of possibilities, <laughs> and would just result in most cases in you uttering some kind of teretic non sequitur. <laughs> because <laughs> no, I'd so. come, I'd, I would come up to you and be like. Hey, John, <laughs> how are you? No. <laughs> no what? Uh, so? <laughs> Shit. And uh, <laughs> say, what are, you, are you talk, what are you talking to me? And then you just <laughs> what's, frantically shrug. What's, what's wrong with your shoulders? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Don't Praise the Michuan with my friend Shank Belank. <laughs> and we thank you, Bill Paxton. We want to say Vale Paxley. <laughs> and, and thank you for True Lies. We want to say thank you for True Lies. <laughs> that could just be the end of every podcast. That could be our, that's our Rove McManus say hi to your mum for me. Yeah. Thanks everybody for tuning into this week's podcast of Don't Praise the Machine. And as always, we want to say thank you, Bill Paxton, for True Lies. <laughs> we miss you, Bill. We miss you, Bill. And we wish you the best. And if any... Anybody, if you have the opportunity, I think it's available on all major streaming platforms. True Lies, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and our favorite friend of the show, Bill Paxton. Yeah. And 
And Tom Arnold, let's not forget him. It's let's not forget Tom. Cast. Let's not forget Tom Arnold. It's an absolute all-star cast. It's the kind of cast, it's the kind of film you want to get the whole family around with a big bucket of popcorn. That's the kind of film that's going to make you want to stand up and beg for buttermilk. 